Movement three, the preacher, the teacher. Good morning. While I provide lyrics to each of the songs that will be played in the sermon, feel free to, if you like, close your eyes and just allow the music to take you where it will. I include the lyrics so that the choice is yours. In honor, in honor of today's subject, I've divided the sermon up into movements, just like a piece of classical music. And it may go on like an epic piece, so bear with me. With their universal themes of love and peace, I couldn't pass up an opportunity to take, talk about my favorite band, yes. If you've been around me a lot, you know, you know this time, this time-honored progressive rock band is my favorite. You may not know that just above my left ankle, I have a blue tattoo of what is known among fans as the Morglade Glider, the stamp of one of their album artists, Roger Dean. Formed in 1968 London, the original lineup consisted of guitarist Peter Banks, keyboardist Tony Kaye, drummer Bill Bruford, bassist Chris Squire, and singer John Anderson. The 2021 lineup, that's correct, 53 years. The 2021 lineup features bass, bass guitar and backing vocalist Billy Sherwood, vocalist John Davison, guitarist Steve Howe, drummer Alan White, and keyboardist Jeff Downs. There are various stories of how Yes decided on their name, and all who tell these stories say theirs is the real story. My favorite is that Peter Banks suggested that, artistically, fewer letters meant the logo could be larger and more easily read. And John Anderson, ever the gentle spirit, loved the simple, concise affirmation. And their lyrics have more or less followed that track. In their five decades of making music, there have been 19 full members, some with parallel side projects, some members on again, off again, some left never to return, and two have died. Only my favorite, bassist Chris Squire, maintained his place in this band from its inception until his death in 2015. In their time, Yes has released 22 studio albums, 18 live albums, 37 compilation albums, 39 singles and 22 videos. There are two camps of Yes fans, longtime fans, are called Troopers, after their ever popular song and my favorite, Starship Trooper, which was playing softly as you were walking into the sanctuary, and from which today's opening words were taken. After a brief hiatus in the 1980s, Yes returned with a new lineup, a new look, a new sound and a radio hit, Owner of a Lonely Heart. Those who discovered the band at or after this point are called Yes Westies. With a revolving door membership, sharply different styles throughout their career, complex compositions, songs as short as two minutes or as long as 23, and lyrics from the totally made up to the completely sublime what has been the source of Yes's longevity and their ability to draw in fans of all ages, even though the current oldest member is now 74? I suspect it is all of the above. One of Yes's biggest hits was the song Roundabout, released in 1972 on their fourth album, Fragile. The album cover alludes to the beauty and fragility of our planet. 
but I was first drawn into the music of Yes by my cousin Kyle. She pointed out that the album, no, their song Your Move, from their third album, uh, 1971's release, The Yes Album, was not really about a game of chess, but about the dynamics in human relationships. At the age of nine, I was accustomed to listening to goody-goody gumdrops. I'd never thought about music being about something. This, this intrigued me. Co-written by John Anderson and Chris Squire, here is a snippet of the song, Your Move, with lyrics on the screen. about chess to know what a position like surrounding yourself with yourself might mean in the strategy of a game. But I can certainly figure out what it means in human relationships. And you did hear a nod to John Lennon in those, early lyric, in those lyrics. Early yes were big fans of the Beatles, Simon and Garfunkel, The Fifth Dimension, and others favoring their harmonies. Sometimes yes lyrics can be cryptic. As a Unitarian, I'm okay with that. I don't need other th others to interpret things for me. In the song Siberian Katru, Anderson has a sort of stream of consciousness call and response with himself as he sings a series of seemingly nonsense or quasi-religious phrases. One time, 
when Anderson and then drummer Bill Bruford had a disagreement about the phrase, total mass retain. From their fifth album, 1972's Close to the Edge, total mass retain is a movement within the epic song Close to the Edge, from the album of the same name. The conversation went something like this. Buford asks, what does total mass retain mean? Anderson retorts, what's wrong with total mass retain? Buford snaps, why not call it puke? And if you ask Chris Welsh, the author of the book Close to the Edge, the story of yes, Anderson's lyrics mean whatever you want them to mean. If you hear total mass retain within the context of the whole of Close to the Edge, you will find your own interpretation. Like Unitarian Universalism, your interpretation is intensely pers personal and maybe yours alone. Yes, his seventh album, Relayer, released in 1974, contains only three songs. Side One's 22-minute track, Gates of Delirium, was written after a discussion between Andra Anderson and then-keyboardist Patrick Moraz about Tolstoy's War and Peace and the French science fiction comic Delirious by Philippe Drouet. Anderson describes Gates as a war song, a battle scene, but it's not to explain war or denounce it. There's a prelude, a charge, a victory tune, and peace at the end with hope for the future. Peace at the end with hope for the future would be reflected in the movement within Gates of Delirium called Soon. And this one you might want to close your eyes or you can listen to the words, but it's very ethereal.
peace at the end with hope for the future, an ideal we all, an ideal we all strive for as you use. Now, I want to come a little forward in the Yes catalog since I've mostly spoken of their early work. And I'm not going to keep you here for all their, through all their work. <laughs> I'm going to... Sure. I'm going to play a snippet of one of my favorites from the 1994 album, Talk. Yes, his 14th studio release. This one is called Walls, and it's about a man who wants to improve himself by reflection upon his own flaws. You'll definitely hear a departure from Yes's 1970 sound, but the aspects of hope, life, love, and humanity still remain. I've been a Yes fan for 50 years, and I really wanted to talk about their sweeping and sometimes dreamlike epic compositions, organ music fit for a cathedral, and album covers that have made them an icon of progressive rock. But I tried really hard to stick to the theme of their positive message and universal themes of love and harmony. I encourage you to check out their music if you've never heard them or even give them a deeper listen if you are only vaguely familiar with them. So what I was doing here today was kind of teasing you. Oh yeah, I wanna learn more about them. As for some highlights, nope, that's not where I wanna be. That's where I wanna be. As for some highlights, Close to the Edge, which I've referenced more than once today, is one of their most hauntingly beautiful and complex releases, and I would suggest you give that one a listen. Three songs, just three songs. Okay, two of them are more than 15 minutes, but okay. <laughs> a later favorite of mine is their 10th album, Drama. Released in 1980, it has an entirely different sound from Close to the Edge. And 2000's Magnification. Their 19th studio release combines the 2000s era sound with influences from their 70s sound. Listen to their music. Be uplifted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 